Okay, Tasha. Take notes. Go ahead. Hello, everybody. I am Jack Bosma, and I am on board with Tasha Lewis, my friend. We expound and deliberate on a variety of topics, but I would like to open up this show in a slightly different mode or mood, if you will. And this mood is reflective of a conversation that I had with two people today. And what this topic centered around was essentially being professional. I want to remind our audience that the opinions we express in these interactions are our own. We base our opinions on our experiences, not necessarily on educational credentials. They are our own personal opinions. I recently requested assistance in setting up an online school. And in setting up this online school, I was requesting the assistance of web developers, instructors, and students. I was reminded that when I use official titles, such as student, instructor, or administrator, there are professional certifications involved with those terms. I want to make sure that everyone understands that when we embark on an online business or any type of communication online, that when we use a term, we must remember the professional certifications associated with it. These two people that I interacted with were concerned about my use of terms on the Anchor FM podcasting site. I have since amended my description. Because when we use a term with a professional certification that goes with it, we must make sure we have that professional certification. And not only is it for personal use when I interact on these websites, but I must ensure that I am adhering to state and federal regulations, that I am aware of copyrights, that I am aware of personal and professional associations which use these terms, and I must be sensitive to what the term means, what it stands for, and how to use it properly. I have simply eliminated these terms from my Anchor FM podcasting website as a result of this interaction because I am not certified or licensed anywhere. The opinions that I express in the interaction with our guests are entirely my own. They are based on education that I have received, but more importantly, they are based on the experiences I have been involved in and my opinions have been formulated as a result of those experiences. So while I have education, I am focused on the experiences and the results of them when I interact with people. And this has caused me to reorient my approach in interacting with different people when 
I have them guests on my show or in other subsequent interactions. And Tasha, I always welcome you enthusiastically to our activities. And I'm glad you're here. And I may not hear you, but I know that you are here. And as our connection is restored, we will be able to interact more satisfactorily. Since I am currently not able to hear you, let's interact in the text mode if you're able to hear me. I can hear you just fine. I was just letting you make your points. Okay. Please continue and interact with me or respond to what I've just said or uh, send me a receiver message sender type of interaction if you can. I'll just say this, since the theme for this week has been communication and how crucial it is in every industry, I think that more time should be devoted to open-ended communication. Scripted is important. I use it all the time. But what I learned from you today, based on a conversation that we had earlier, is that open communication is so important because many times we encounter scenarios where we have to speak about certain things and we have no idea what those things are about, how emotional they are, how crucial they are, how interactive they are, how important they are. It happens in interviews. It happens in press conferences. It happens every day happens in classrooms. So what we have to do to prepare is sometimes not prepare, just speak on a topic. And if we don't know the answer or even the subject matter, we can always pause and suggest getting back to the person after we do research, or we also can get statistics. We can have someone nearby that does the research for us. We can say, well, can you look that up? Can you give me a definition? Can you do this? Can you do that? And then you've got the facts in front of you. Fact checking is a huge, huge issue globally. Many times we release information without checking the data, the facts, and this can destroy or build in some cases. So what you were saying about our conversation today and me talking about the communication that we're doing. I just want people to know this, and this is from my heart, and I'll say it short and sweet. I try my best in everything that I do. I do have a tremendous amount of education, experience in a lot of different fields, but I never purport to be perfect. I'm a human being. Then I would definitely be mistaken, but I do give my best and I try to make a difference in everything that I do. Eliminate the word try and the statement that you just made is 100% correct. Well, I don't, I don't and want I would mirror that statement for myself except I would eliminate the word try because we are doing, Tasha. We are doing it. Well, I don't want to eliminate it because I let me let me give you an example. 
earlier today when I was putting together my checklist for the day. I had a whole plan of action, how the day was going to go, how smoothly. And I did try my best to make that happen. But then things came up unexpectedly and I had to go into my problem solver mode. And that means putting out fires. That means coping with things. It brought me back to a mindset of another business I had years ago, a workshop business where I never knew what I was walking into. Most people that do workshops, they know what the place is going to be like. They know what the audience is going to be like. I worked with a population from two to six. And if most people know two-year-olds and to six-year-olds act very differently than 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, and 50. So every day when I taught those workshops, I never knew what I was walking into. And Obviously, I survived it. I did it 16 years very successfully and sold out in the end. But I guess even when you're in a calm state like this, where you're just talking on an interview, you still have to be in a problem solver mode. And those experiences have shaped your responses and have significantly impacted the interactions that you have with people today, regardless of age or experience. Those experiences have formed your foundation and response capabilities. I agree. Well, you said that you had some guests. Do they have any questions or do they want to give some input on what we just said? Uh, Not right now, because while a guest is showing, uh, Dutch is currently unavailable. And it's just you and I, although he has been invited. Okay. Well, no problem, because I know that this was later in the day. Um, Let me just say this. This is piggybacking off of the other podcast we did on communication. My focus with ending the week is this. If you have an interaction with an individual or a group of individuals that's contentious. And that means that it could be positive or negative. You can use humor. You can use uh, cliches that are acceptable and may even be translatable to sort of break the ice, so to speak. Because even with myself, some of the topics that came up today In my communication stream were unexpected, but I was happy that I remained calm, cool, and collective, which is the most important thing, especially the advice I gave yesterday about counting to 10, taking a time out, uh, you know, thinking about it, doing research, because that's what I did. So I, when I got off the phone with you, I immediately pulled up my last, well, one of the podcasts we had done this week. And I heard what you were saying about the corrections that I could make in my preparation stage. And then I also saw some additional corrections that I could make in other areas. And I also decided, you know what, even if, you know, we don't get a time slot every day or if it doesn't work out or even with you changing the name on the podcast now to just, you know, your name and then you'll have a subheading 
of, you know, myself when I'm actually on the show. I think those are all great things because what's happening is podcasting is becoming a very, very effective way to communicate. It's a way for you to share yourself, your business, your background. I even have talked to at least a couple people who might end up being on your show. One of them is from Africa. He listened, I guess, yesterday. He said good things about the podcast. So you might have a film studio, which I think is also, he. I think just a studio, but he may do a lot of other things too. He's also an actor and he does a whole host of things. I will provide his information, you know, when he's actually booked for the show. And then there's another uh, film person who has a couple of scripts. I'm not sure whether he wants to go on as a filmmaker or as an entrepreneur slash filmmaker. He has not clarified that to me and I have to go over the script. And then I'm looking forward to inviting some entrepreneurs. Um, I know a couple of female entrepreneurs who might come on to give it some variety. So I'm just saying that all the things that have happened in the course of this week that involve communication will open up a lot of different doors, you know, for all of us to showcase, you know, our expertise and our knowledge. And of course, I have a bunch of projects I'm working on, but I'm going to talk about them in a different way. Every now and then, if I need an illustration or an example, I will use one because I have been critiqued since we're talking about critique by uh, some people close to me who told me sometimes when I talk, it's not just about the we thing. They feel that because I'm sharing about a lot of my accomplishments that you know, I may be overzealous or it may come off in a conceited fashion, but I don't really mean that. I'm one of those individuals where when you're talking to me about what I've done, I tell you. And when I'm listening to what you've done, I'm all ears as well. So to me, it's it's okay, but I'm on a different level. So I understand that. But let me just say to you, I want to thank you for the feedback that you provided earlier. Um, it made me realize that I used to be very aggressive in marketing years ago, and I can be even now, but I do it in a passive way because I'm very mindful of the times that we're living in. We're living in very, very different times, and the new normal is going to be even more different, and I try to be respectful and considerate and understanding of everybody's situation. And that's why it may sound like an excuse to some people, but it's just, I've been through so many things in my life that I know sometimes, like I think we talked about at the beginning of the week, when you communicate with individuals, it's not a good time. And I know what you said it is, but, but sometimes it isn't because people are going through things. Like when we talked earlier, you were going through some stuff and so was I. So it was a good time for us to communicate but it was not a good time for us to be on the air. One of the things I would like to say to you, and you already used the word speaking just now, but I would like to readdress this word. It's being mindful and mindfulness. Because I had this exact same conversation with Frank, who has also been a previous guest on this show. And he was focusing on being mindful and mindfulness so that we're ready 
to simply engage in a conversation, but not judging. Listening as best that we can, being mindful and demonstrating mindfulness in the interaction, because this will alleviate many of the contentious issues that we may be experiencing based on what has occurred during the day. So if we use the act or simply being mindful and demonstrating mindfulness, we can ensure that our communication is continuous, ongoing, and achieves the desired results. Because we can simply ask that partner or a group or organization, are we all mindful or are we all demonstrating mindfulness? Our ability to analyze an exchange of information by going from the sender message to the receiver and receiver message back to the sender. So we're essentially readdressing many of the building blocks of successful communication, but we're also focusing on specific steps or conditions that must occur to ensure that this effective communication continues. We're focusing on being mindful. We're addressing the adjective of mindfulness. We're addressing sender message receiver and receiver message back to the sender. And these are key components that need to be consistently monitored and addressed so that we do not eliminate our original purpose for the communication in the first place. Yeah, that does have merit. I think, at least based on my own experience, I think that communication as a, as a workshop, as a seminar, as a webinar, should be one of the most important aspects of any training program. I mean, I've been involved in many, I've taught on, on both sides, and I feel that if everyone is equipped with the right resources to allow them to communicate as effectively as possible when they need to, on whatever level, whether it's personal, professional, oral, or written, most of the issues that crop up in relationships would not occur. I mean, that's just in my own personal opinion. I think that in my life, many of the issues that cropped up were based on communication, whether it was verbal or nonverbal, or it was situational. I mean, look at how one word, you know, can make all the difference in the world. I mean, one of the uh, callers yesterday said, what if I walked into an office and my boss was sitting there with my friend and I said, hey, so-and-so, and he said, it, would that be proper? And what did I say to him? I said, it depends. And then I gave him, you know, a list of reasons why. You know, I think that if you're open, that's why today's discussion was just going to be open. It wasn't going to be on a fixed topic. If you're just open, if you have an open personality, if you're open to listening, if you're open to understanding, if you're open to making a connection, if you're open, if you're just open to you know, that changes your mindset. Your mind has a different perception than it does when you're closed-minded. 
Now, in response to that, Tasha, I would like to simply say, when we invite people to our meetings or to our shows in the future, let's ask them if they are available to communicate with us. Because if we ask people to communicate with us, we will probably have near 100% attendance. Now, if we say, are you available to meet with us? I'm busy, I'm sick, I have things to do. But if I ask a person if they are available to communicate with me, that brings them into a whole new realm. And 100% of the people that I have ever met communicate with me in some way. So now I am not asking if a person is busy, if they have something to do, if they're preoccupied, if they don't know how to use Skype. I'm not asking that. I'm asking a very basic fundamental question of attendees. I'm simply asking them if they are available to communicate with me. Well, one other point that you get is there's ways to set up, you know, Skype in such a way that people just dial into a number and they don't necessarily know that it's Skype or not. What I think is happening to individuals is we have so many options and that's a good and a bad thing. It's good because everybody should be able to find a way to communicate because there's so many opportunities. But the bad thing is I have people now explaining to me why they can't use certain apps or certain platforms. And I think back to a time where we didn't have many choices. We used to have telegrams, we used to have mail, and we used to have a phone. We didn't have fax, we didn't have text, we didn't have all these things. Now we have a whole gamut of things, which is a lot, a lot of things. And then we still can't find that common ground. I mean, that's why sometimes when people say, well, you know, I couldn't get in touch with you. And I say to myself, I say, okay, I'm on all these social platforms. I have all these emails. You know, I'm just thinking about all the ways they could find me. But I think what's happened is, once again, we have our comfort zone. You know, because even with me, a lot of times I tell people to call me on Skype. And then I thought about the other day, why don't you just put some Skype credit and then you can just call them on any number, you know, and that's what I was going to tell you. If we add Skype credit to our account, then, you know, we can communicate with other friends or the other. They don't have to, the only reason you have to be on Skype is if it's free. If you have credit on your account, then you can call landlines, you can call cell phones. The only restriction that Skype has, to my knowledge, is they don't want you to use it in case of emergencies. So many of the other platforms are the same way. Google is like that. A lot of them are. So why not encourage individuals to do what I was doing with my committee? I had my committee testing out weekly each one of the different platforms. And then we were going to vote on which ones we would use in which order. So if Skype wasn't available, we can go on Google. If Google wasn't available, we'd go on Zoom. Zoom wasn't available, going, what's up? You know what I'm saying? So we all have a comfort zone. And then you turn, you bless me with free for talk. I've been, look, you know how many times I've been trying to get a call on free for talk because it, it was such a great experience from the first time I used it when you shared that with me. And we can even have subsequent meetings or shows on free for talk. As a matter of fact, if we use free for talk, Tasha, the most beautiful thing that will happen is we will have random guests without even choosing them. And they will be anonymous guests. 
let's consider using Free for Talk for our next show because it would be completely random. No invite whatsoever. And if the person wants to randomly speak with us, that would be great. If they don't, they can leave and join another room. I, well, that's, that's a thought too. I mean, in fact, why don't you think about it like this too? What I was trying to do with the committee is one thing you might want to do one month or a week or depending on how long the show lasts. You could say, well, this week, every day, we're going to use a different platform. Let me tell you why I didn't want to suggest that to you. I thought about the technological side of it because remember I told you sometime I'm technologically uh, challenged. So I have to really have a good understanding of the platform. Reason I'm comfortable with Skype is because it was very user-friendly and very easy for me. Same thing when I use Google. And so sometimes when I'm choosing platforms, it's not because I don't have any other alternatives. It's because of the fact that, you know, it's just user-friendly for me. It's just, I got a regular phone service again um, at the end of last year and several complications came up with that. And I'm hoping, hopefully this week, it'll be resolved. We'll see what happens. But that taught me, don't be dependent on just one service because when I tried to communicate with the company, you know what they told me? They said, oh, we, I gave them like five or six different ways they could contact me. And guess what they said? They could only do it from their landline, from their way. And I said, wow, this is a communication company. They can't, you know, call me on some other way. And what people don't realize is I think we're liberated by being able to use all these different platforms because no matter what, the most important thing is that you'll be able to communicate with your loved one, your friend, your family, your colleague. That's what's most important, like you said, the communication. But one thing I'm also realizing in response to that is the further we advance down the technology road, are you aware of how many companies will interact with me only by email? The only way that I can submit a problem on Skype is to contact them by email. The only way I can address a problem on Google is to send them an email. So, in essence, if I'm having a Skype concern, I cannot address it live with Skype. I must send Skype an email, yet I'm using Skype to communicate. Why wouldn't I want to use Skype as my customer service provider? Because I can't. If I have a difficulty with free-for-talk, why can't I simply address a free-for-talk issue on free-for-talk? But I can't. I have to send free for talk a message, which to me is totally perplexing and inconceivable. I prefer to interact with a live customer service agent on the platform that I'm using, Facebook. If I'm having an issue with Facebook, I should be able to contact a live agent to address the concern. None of this is the case. Because any platform that I've ever used, the most difficult part of that platform is accessing a customer service point of contact. And I'm sure you would agree with me on that. Well, I actually can give you one rationale from one company that, I, that I, I've tried to uh, communicate with. They had different platforms, okay? And what that means is they had uh, a scenario 
where the free side of the business was the one that only was done by email. But once you go into the business realm and you're paying a subscription, then they do include the customer service. And the reason I know this, because I was going to upgrade in this particular organization. And um, that, that was, it was very clear to me. I understood that. I mean, we have to realize that many companies are offering us these complimentary services and that's a blessing. We have approximately two minutes left on this chat. So I'll I'll wrap it up. I just want to remind you. Thanks for that. But I was going to say, and and what, what has to happen is we have to be mindful of that because I know people might be, give me some backlash for what I'm about to say, but I'm going to use it as an illustration. Um, Even though I know we had a very contentious election, you know, no matter what, you know, and and, and I I could go back and forth on that because I try not to delve in politics too often. But if a person is working for a dollar, you know what I'm saying? You have to be mindful, you know, of that. Just like if if people are working for free. That's all I was just going to say, because see, a lot of times what's happening is it's a budgetary issue and free things or almost free, you know, the value is different. So I'll, I'll leave you with this and I'll let you wrap it up. Communication is the bridge that builds and connects the world. And it's a bridge that's constantly developed and maintained so that the traffic on that bridge can flow unimpeded and unrestricted in the most efficient and effective way possible. We want to eliminate barriers and encourage an ongoing dialogue and communication with our audience as well. Thank you very much for enjoying our creation. Thanks, everyone.